Salam, salam from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 19th of May, 2022. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. The conflict in the north has been on hold for over a month. However, tensions seem to be rising again. The Ethiopian Human Rights Commission, or EHRC, took note of this and issued a statement expressing its concerns. In the statement, the EHRC mentioned the horrors of the war that began almost two years ago and urged the government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front to put an end to the tensions. The commission also urged the international community, NGOs, mass media, religious figures, and the entire Ethiopian population to do their part in preventing the country from going to war again. The EHRC isn't the only one worried about the situation in the north. The Freedom and Equality Party also issued a statement saying that it is concerned about the rising tensions and fears that another round of this war might break out. Meanwhile, the World Bank and the Ministry of Finance have signed a grant agreement of 300 million U.S. dollars. The funds will be used to help regions affected by the war. The World Bank's country director for Ethiopia, Sudan, South Sudan, and Eritrea, Usmane Dion, and the Minister of Finance, Ahmed Shide, were the ones who put pen to paper. Speaking of conflicts, remember the one in the Omo zone we told you about in previous shows? Here's what happened. An ethnic group organized in a district wanted to be designated a zone. Members of the ethnic group expected its demand to be discussed by the council of the Omo zone, but it wasn't. So violence ensued. Now, the people displaced are currently seeking shelter at a school, but classrooms are packed, with around 60 people living in the same room. They said that the government wasn't helping them, and that their basic needs weren't being fulfilled. The head of the government and the Zone's Agriculture and Resource Office, Banke Kume, dismissed these concerns and said that the government is doing everything in its power to help them get back on their feet. The office is trying to collect 72 million burr, or almost 1.5 million U.S. dollars, and fix the damaged properties so the displaced people can go back to their home. The head of the Zone's Peace and Stability Office, Demo Bazabe, said that the conflict have died down and that the districts are peaceful now. He also said that more than 1,400 people suspected of having participated in the riots have been detained and are being investigated. There's another conflict in the bordering areas between the Somali and Afar region. This past week, Officials of both regions, as well as the Minister of Peace, Banaf and Dwalem, came together to discuss this issue. They agreed to resolve the conflict by pushing out armed forces from the bordering areas and deploying federal peacekeeping forces. Ethiopians have put their faith in the National Dialogue Commission to resolve these conflicts for the long run. Commissioner General Professor Masfenaraya revealed that the actual discussions will be held later this year. In November, Professor Masfan also said that the commission will not allow discussions to be led or influenced by the government or any other external organ. The House of People representatives have approved the military agreement signed by the Ethiopian and Turkish governments. They signed the agreement in August last year in Turkey's capital, Ankara. The agreement includes information, cybersecurity, and logistics support, as well as joint military training. Ethiopia will have to pay medical expenses and tuition fees of the military members that train in Turkey. Ethiopia will also get 100 million Turkish lira, over 6 million U.S. dollars, to buy military equipment. However, the equipment will be made in Turkey by Turkish companies. A draft law has been prepared by the Ethiopian National ID Program that will allow service providers to require customers to show their digital ID. So, if a citizen is banned from using certain services, the service provider will be immediately notified thanks to the digital ID. The draft law says that this system will reduce crimes and strengthen national security. 
Speaking of security, a joint task force of the Information Network Security Agency and the Financial Intelligence Service has revealed that internet scams have increased. The task force has urged internet users to be careful when contacted by strangers on social media like Telegram, WhatsApp, Facebook, among others. Many scammers are based abroad, while some others are foreigners living in Ethiopia who enter the country using tourist visas. They use different techniques and platforms, and many are also involved in other crimes like forgery and drug dealing. Last week, we told you about members of the national movement of Amhara being banned from the political party. Well, this week, it was the turn of the members of the Ethiopian Citizens for Social Justice Party. Four members, including the deputy chairman, Dr. Chane Kabade, have been banned by the executive committee of the party. The party's statement said that the members posted an illegal document in the committee's WhatsApp group, undermining the democratic procedures of the party. The party's discipline will decide on the sanctions that will be imposed on the members, but until then, they will remain banned from the party. Former commander of the Special Forces of the Umhara region, Brigadier General Tafra Mamo, has gone missing. His wife said that he went out to meet up with friends on Monday the 16th, but didn't return. She thought that her husband might have been arrested and called the police, but they told her that Tufra wasn't in their custody. His situation is especially concerning because he's diabetic and needs to take his medicine. A malt-producing factory named Souffle Malt Ethiopia was inaugurated on the 13th of May. Prime Minister Dr. Abi Ahmed, Industry Parks Development Corporation Director Sendokin Ababe, the factory's manager, and other invited guests were present at the inauguration ceremony. The factory is built in the Bole Lemi Industrial Park on 10 hectares of land by French company Invivo Group and can produce 60,000 tons of malt per year. Ethiopian's first and only private telecom services provider, Safaricom, still hasn't started operations. But it has revealed that it plans on collecting 100 billion burr, or 2 billion U.S. dollars, to fund the operations in Ethiopia. Safaricom plans to get funds from banks in Ethiopia and development finance institutions. The company also revealed in a report that it has continued negotiations to take a loan from the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation. Dr. Akinwumi Adesina, the president of the African Development Group, and Pietro Salini, the general manager of the Italian company We Build, which is behind the construction of the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam, received honorary doctors from the Addis Ababa University. Prime Minister Abi handed the doctoral degrees of the two. Adesina and Salini were awarded the doctorate because of their contributions in the economic and engineering field. Since we were talking about Addis, the city administration decided to make all building owners paint their buildings gray. This comes after a month-long research to have a standard color for all buildings in Addis. According to the research, most of the buildings in the city are painted gray. So the administration decided that if there's going to be a standard color, it should be gray. The administration also said that it has started holding talks with building owners, and in three months' time, it will reveal a model area of freshly painted gray buildings. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Do you like our updates? Tell your friends. You don't? Tell us how we can be better. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at ethiopia at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Ethiopia. Ciao.